following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Christianity has become known for judgy people, strange words, ancient stories, confusing rules, and a members-only mindset. This is why I stayed away from the church for so long, but it's not supposed to be that way. I'm Jill Devine, a former radio personality with three tattoos, a love for a good tequila, and who's never read the entire Bible. Yet, here I am hosting a podcast about faith. The Normal Goes a Long Way podcast is your home for real conversations with real people using real language about how faith and real life intersect. Welcome to the conversation. Now, Audrey is the daughter of Laura. She is one of the other hosts on this podcast, as well as my spiritual mentor. And so in this last episode, we got to hear about this brave journey you went on, Audrey. You decided to take a gap year and go on this amazing adventure that I don't even think, I I, I couldn't do it. And I mean that in a way of, I am a very independent person, mm-hmm. but I'm also a homebody. Yes. Um, I have lived where I live, the city, my whole entire life. It's not that travel doesn't excite me. It does. It's just not my calling. Mm-hmm. However, I love hearing about that from others. I love even though I know in the last episode you'll have to listen to it, but like the fairy houses that you were talking about in Turkey, I know that that wasn't a good time for you, but I immediately thought of my oldest daughter, Lou, who loves fairies and loves to decorate fairy theme. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh, in her eyes, how amazing would that be? I don't know if I'll ever be the traveling sort as far as something like that, but I believe there are people that are. And so I just want to talk a little bit more about that. I want to talk about what you learned, the importance of it, how it's changed you, advice, and then we'll go from there. Great. So somebody comes to you and they say, how'd you do it? Honestly, it's the most unhelpful answer ever, but I literally just say, like, I did it. Like, so many people say, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have taken a gap year. I wish I would have traveled at that time. Like, okay, then do it. You know? Like, I get it when you have a job, when you have a family, it makes mm-hmm. it a lot harder. But if you really actually want to do something, just put your mind to it and do it. I was blessed enough that I had a community and a family where I could save that money for myself and I could work these jobs and I had the support. I would not have been able to do it if I was living in different situations or didn't have the support of my family. Um, But I just saved up and then I just had the mentality of I'm going to do it. Like I'm not backing out. I'm going to go over. If I hate it, I come home. I just had yeah, to I just true. had to I had to at least try it because then it would have always been a what if. I think that that's very important with anything in life. If if you just try it, you're not held to that. Right. Just like we were talking in the last last episode, you do not have to stay in the same career your entire life. Look at me. <laughs> I'm in ministry. Like, I, th- th- no, I went to school to be a teacher. Then I got into radio and then I did teaching and then back into radio. And now here I am. Yeah. I mean, 
like embrace it. That's the thing is like we have to not be so scared of change. For sure. Change is hard. Change can be good. Change can be bad. Nothing you we cannot guarantee anything. But if there is something on your heart right now that you want to change, small or big, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, big is going to Europe. <laughs> yes. But maybe it's a 5K. Right. Maybe it's a, you know, I don't know, learning a foreign language. It's just, you're right. Like, I, I try to say don't live with regrets. Yeah. And we all have some, mm-hmm. but the more we recognize that, then moving forward, we can say... Oh, I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. Do you feel that, I, I don't know why this came to mind, but that you're more picky about what you say yes to now? Or are you like, whatever, I'll just do whatever? No, I will definitely say yes to anything now. Like if anything, it showed me, like you just just do it. Like, Nike, sponsor me. Just do it, you know? (laughs) Like, because if somebody asks you to go, I don't know, cliff jumping, you could go cliff jumping, and you might back out once you get up there, or you might actually jump. But if you never took that step and actually went in the first place, you're always going to be wondering what would have happened if I had gone. Like, I would rather live with the regret of doing it than the regret of not doing it. And it's okay to go, like you said, to the cliff and then say no. Yeah, because you know yourself. Like, you know if you're not actually going to enjoy it. And from the very beginning, if you're like, I hate heights, that I'm not a risk taker, that's fine. But for me, I would at least go because I want to see it. I want to be there. When you were on your adventure, how much did your faith play a part of the day-to-day? Yeah. Honestly, I was hoping that this would give me like some faith epiphany. Mm-hmm. It it didn't. Um, you know, I grew up a Christian. I grew up in the church. And so faith has always kind of been like a comfortable thing for me. I've never had like that super lit fire mm-hmm. on my soul that I hear people talking about. But I know that God is with me. And that is the main reason I was able to do this. Cause I was like, he has a plan. Like from the very beginning, I was like, if he doesn't want this gap year to happen, it's not going to happen. And it happens. And then I got over there and I was like, okay, whenever something goes wrong, like I know I'm going to be okay. I had to kind of just throw all my plans out the window and be like, okay, God, it's up to you. And I never actively, like, did that in my mind. It was just kind of my mindset, like, the mm-hmm. whole time. Um, about halfway through my trip, I was in Greece. And I was sitting on the beach under the stars. That was, like, my favorite thing to do on this trip because I was by myself. And by the time it got dark, a lot of people were, like, with their families or with their spouses, like, having dinner. And so I would kind of go somewhere more secluded and, like, just sit under the stars and just kind of have some time to think about what I did that day or whatever. And so I was on this beach in Greece looking at the stars. And I was just thinking about everything that had happened. Like, I had just gotten back from or I was about to go to Turkey. Mm. Um, And I was just thinking about all the beautiful things that I had seen. And I was like, this world is so freaking cool. And I was just thanking God because I was like, I really have seen you on this trip. Like, I've seen 
the skies. I've seen the mountains. I've seen the stars. I've seen the beaches. And I've been like, God made that. Like, this is crazy. All the interactions I'd had with people. I was like, I really see you, God. But then I was like, I don't really feel you. Mm, I know how that feels. Yep. And so literally out loud on this beach, I was like, let me feel you on this trip. And honestly, I never did, which is fine. And I know, like, I know that seeing him also allowed me to feel him. I was like, I know you're here with me, but I I never truly, I was hoping again for that epiphany for like that moment and it never happened. Um, and so by the end of Greece, because I had specifically asked, like, during Greece, I was like, I gave God a, a time frame. You know, I was like, come on. like On my terms, yeah. yeah. Right, which is never how it happens. <laughs> um, so by the end of Greece, I was like, okay. You know, Greece is the most beautiful place I went to by far. Um, so I was like, I still see you. I still haven't really felt you. But I was like, I even though I can't actively feel you, I know how much you love me. And I know, I know that you're here with me. Like, I just know. So I actually ended up getting a tattoo in Greece and it says agape, which is a Greek word. I got it like in the Greek letters because I was like, I'm in Greece. Well, I want to get a Greek tattoo, you know, <laughs> and it means unconditional love. Like Greeks have different words for love. So I love pizza is different than I love my friends. There's like five or seven different words for love. Really? Yes. And agape is unconditional divine God's love. It's like a love that humans cannot experience. Like agape is like the love. So I got that tattoo just as a reminder for the rest of my life. Cause I was like, you were here in this amazing place. You saw God's creation. You still didn't actively feel him, but you still knew like with all my heart, how much he loved you. The feeling part is a struggle for me as well. Yes. Um, I, I believe I mentioned this in the episodes I talked about retreat. Like I just said, I just want a hug. Yes. I just want a hug. I know from our original conversation in July, 2022, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, you've been wanting this epiphany for a while. Yes. Have you maybe thought that you've created the epiphany in your mind and you're looking for something, you know what I mean? Like, you know exactly what it is you want. Yes. That's interesting, though, that you went into the journey wanting that. Yes. Which says a lot as, you know, in itself. Like, that's something to, to kind of linger on. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. But the fact that you even recognize that he was there with you and that he did all these things. I mean, that's, that's bigger than, I'm not, I don't want to compare anybody or make someone feel less than, but that is a step in where you are in your faith. Like yes, to sit there and actually be able to do that. Having that epiphany is like very difficult to, want to have and not get it so I understand and I I I don't have the advice for you I can say I can sit with you on that and I can understand and and know and that we keep trying and the fact that maybe it has happened and we just don't realize it right (laughs) like that's the other thing that's 
that is, that's hard. Yeah. Did you visit any churches while you? I did. Yeah, because the whole, like, I get really hung up on this whole religion aspect. Like, all the different religions and the rules Mm -hmm. and why this and why that. And, like, you think you're right and we think we're right and i and it do, it confuses me so i'd love yeah. to hear a little bit about what it's like in europe or or anywhere you went yeah um so i mainly went to churches in the beginning of my journey which was uh most of them were in england and that was honestly because once i was by myself i never had any idea what day of the week it was and by the time i realized it was sunday it was already too late to go to church <laughs> like that is legit the truth it was so bad so then i just ended up watching messiah online but listen church can be any day of the week yes. so don't even worry don't, yes. you're good yes it was just the in person <laughs> services and i was like oh man Dang i missed, it. It. I missed it. it um but i went to let's see i went to saint Peter's Basilica in Rome. Which I hear is... Which is the biggest church in the world. (laughs) It was absolutely insane. But the most mind-blowing part was when you walk in, you know, it's it's gorgeous. There's murals everywhere. There's carvings on all the walls. Like, the detail that they put into these older churches Mm -hmm. is amazing. And it all points to Jesus. All of it points to Jesus. But when you first walk in, this room is huge. All the way at the other side, there's like these four pillars, and it kind of looks like a bed. It's like four pillars, and there's like a top, like on top of it. And then there's a staircase going down. And at the bottom of that staircase is where Peter the disciple is buried. So St. Peter. Really? Yes, St. Peter, Peter the disciple, was actually the first pope. And so he's buried there, which is, it's in the Vatican. That's where this, okay, um, where this church is. So, and I didn't realize that. I was like, St. Peter's, and they were like, oh, that's where Peter's buried. And I was like, okay, Peter, you know. And then my mom or sister said, like, something about him and Jesus or something. And I was like, wait, like, that That Peter Peter? is, like, underneath (laughs) my feet right now. And so that was just a moment of, like, okay, like, this is real. Like, the person who talked to Jesus, who was like Jesus' best friend, is literally in this room with us right now. So that was just like a mind-blowing experience. And to know that all those people in that room were also sharing that same experience. Mm -hmm. It was just crazy. But then one of the sadder things, um, like I went to Westminster Abbey, which is where all the royal families get married and have all their ceremonies. And we actually went to an Evensong service there because the tours were done for the day. And we were like, oh, we want to actually experience what this is like. It's a lot of, you know, stand up, sit down, singing. It's Catholic. I don't know much about Mm -hmm. Catholicism. Um, It was a beautiful service. And all these people were sitting there. But then like 10 minutes in, a bunch of people stood up and left. And then more people stood up and left. And it was because the tours were over for the day. So they come into the church service to look around. Mm. They got bored. They stood up and left. And there was a priest standing, like, at the doors. And, you know, he would nod and, like, say God bless you to everyone who left. And it was one of the saddest things to watch. Because you're in this beautiful church. You're at this church service. And 
people just come in and leave. Yeah. And so it was all over the board of all the church experiences. <sighs> you just have to maybe hope that something moved them. Yeah. I know. I, when I think about that, too, I, I remember my very first trip to New York. I was in college and going to whatever the bit. What, I mean, I feel like it was a St. Peter's, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, going in there, because it was like that was the church that everybody went and visited. And I, I never realized, like, it's a tourist thing. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, God's house has become a tourist thing, which I don't think is a bad thing if you're introducing, right. but at the same time, like, what am I getting out of it? But yeah, it all goes back to we, no one knows except for him. And yeah. I, I guess I just have to think something, hopefully the Holy Spirit works yeah. somehow, but I could see, yeah, especially if you're a Christian that understands what, you know, how great it is to be in a service and what you can hear. Oh, wow. Okay. So are you going to like create a blog and give people instructions on what to do and how to, (laughs) that you can be their consultant? That's the problem. (laughs) I honestly don't think I could like, first of all, it took me so long to get everything in order and I, you know, backtracked and started over so many different times, but it's really just like unique to you. I was just going to say, you have to figure out what it is you want. Yeah. Because that's the thing. My bucket list, my husband and I, we want to go to Italy. Yeah. And there's so many things that you can do. And I didn't realize, I thought Italy, you would go to Italy. And it's like, well, it's not just Italy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I've heard the Amalfi Coast and Mm -hmm. I've heard, so then I've been told like, okay, what is it about Italy? And I always keep joking around. I'm like, the food. And so then people will say, okay, then this is how you have to do it, but you have to do it for you. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Right. And then cater it to, to your needs. Biggest takeaway from your time there? Um, Whenever people ask me, like, oh, how was your trip? I always say it was the most humbling experience of my life. And I say that meaning like humbling as in I accidentally set off the fire alarm at Oxford, like made some really stupid mistakes while I was over there. I really learned to laugh at myself on that trip. But also humbling as in like this world is so big and I went into it being like, I am going to find what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, this is going to be my big moment. No. If anything, I came out being like, it really does not matter. Like, I just have such a different perspective on the future now. And all my friends are stressing out about, like, they're in college. So they're like, oh, what major am I going to do? What job do I want? And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, it's going to happen how God wants it to happen. And... We're going to have to make some decisions along the way. They might be right. They might be wrong. But eventually we're going to end up where we need to be. I love that you're not making something like a positive. I mean, it's a positive, but you're being very honest. Like, hey, I didn't get some of the things that I wanted. I didn't get to do this or I didn't feel this. Because I think so many times we don't talk about those things. And there can be crap 
situations and that's okay. All right. So what's next for Miss Audrey Fleetwood? Yes. So I will be in Brasilia, Brazil for about three months. Um, I'll be living with my aunt and uncle who are stationed over there and their three kids. And I'll hop around South America probably. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do down there. I've been taking Portuguese lessons because they do not speak English there. Like, they speak English in Europe. They do not in Brazil. So if I want friends, if I want to volunteer, I have to speak Portuguese. Um but I'll just kind of figure it out when I get there. So you're going to be there for three months. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then what? <laughs> and then I come home for the summer and it's college. So have you landed on a college? I mean, are you I for sure? not. My dream is to go to California. If another thing this uh, trip has taught me, it's that I can be away from home. Like I didn't get homesick at all. I thought I would. But I know I have such a great community to come back to, and it's always going to be here. So I'm like, I want to go far away for college. Um, I've applied to eight schools, and I'll find out most of them actually while I'm in Brazil. And then I have to make my decision before I get back from Brazil. So that'll be a lot of FaceTime calls with the parents. <laughs> okay, so but college is definitely yes, in the cards. Like, have you even thought about career ideas? Not just one, multiple. Honestly, not really. I have no clue. I'm thinking right now communications. That's another thing. Uh, I met a lot of older people on this trip. I thought I would meet a lot of people my age until I realized, Audrey, a lot of people your age are not just randomly roaming no. around Europe right now. <laughs> so that was that was kind of something I learned too. Um, but all these people I talked to, they were like, as long as you have a good foundation for your education, Like you said, you're going to change your career. Like, it's going to happen. So I'm thinking communications. I've also thought psychology. Just something where I could specify in a master's Mm -hmm. if I wanted to. Yeah. Just something to go into for now. I think I almost see you when you were talking about the... And I don't want to put things into your mind. I'm just telling you (laughs) what just came to my mind. Um, When you're talking about signing up for that program with the government and so that you can understand if there's anything going on man I could see you being some sort of international ambassador oh yeah that's definitely crossed the mind (laughs) really (laughs) yeah it takes a lot of a lot of work though like well (laughs) if there's somebody who could do it it would be you not that I'm against work but that is a (laughs) whole process a whole process I would love to travel for my job though 100 percent the sky's the limit. Yeah. And knowing that there are ups and downs that happen and that you realize that, you're already ahead of the game. And I just, I've told you so many times, I'm in awe of what you have done, what you continue to do. You're an inspiration. You're an inspiration, not only for me and for others that are listening, but for my girls. Like, I want them to not feel held back to, and I think that that is a big thing for parents too, to be able to say like, and I I know that we could talk all about your parents and saying how they, you know, were there for you every step of the way, but to to be there for our kids and their dreams Mm -hmm. and help support it. And then of course, yeah, I can go cry in the closet. They don't need to know about that (laughs) and I could tell them later, but like I just, that's important too. Not only is that a great thing for you as an individual, but for us parents to know and see, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to let them go. 
It's okay to let them mess up. It's okay to let them figure it out. And I don't know. I don't know when the next time you'll be on, but I, I guarantee that it'll be something amazing. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. And I mean, me. you have to keep us updated. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Audrey. And like we talked about at the very beginning, if you didn't hear episode 28, that's a great episode to it hear is. your perspective of being a Christian your whole life, going to a private school and then a public school, and that's like a whole thing here in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. And then just hearing where you are and being honest and open with your faith life. So listen to episode 28 and come back because you'll never know what you're going to get from Audrey. Good luck with everything. Thank you.